Hi, I'm Susanna Kalchich and you're listening to Life in Practice podcast. I'm curious about the big questions in life and how we can experience more meaning and fulfillment every day. Join me as my guests share their challenges, successes and what it means to put our purpose, our values and our lives in practice. Hello and welcome to Life in Practice podcast. This is your host, Susanna. Today, my guest is Nina Clark and she's an, um, she's an entrepreneur and founder of Night Tire, the urban sleep company. Welcome, Nina. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so we connected at a Virgin startup um, um, thing where uh, Simon Sinek was a speaker and I'm a huge, huge fan of his. So um, going with that, I'm going to go straight into the why. So I want to know, Nina, what is the why behind, um, why did you decide to become an, 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 an entrepreneur and start this nightwear company? Ah, uh, that is my favorite question. So I'm glad we're starting there. The why for Nightire is a very strong one. So I think it's definitely the thing that sort of keeps me going even when the times are tough. And I guess that is um, the the big reason behind the why, you know, to sort of keep you keep you passionate even when sales are slow or a journalist hasn't gotten back to you or a parcel is getting, you know, has has been lost or whatever the case may be. Um, and so I'm I'm really chuffed to be working on a brand that um, stems from, to me, a fairly strong why. So just a little bit of background and that, that sort of um, flows into my why on how I started Nightire and why is um, a couple of years ago, I... When I moved to London with my husband, I started struggling with sleep. And during the months of insomnia, I did a whole lot of research into the sleep industry. And one of the things that I picked up on that I thought was really interesting was that body temperature actually has a big effect on your sleep. So it either can sort of keep you from falling asleep because you're so uncomfortable, like either very sweaty or you're freezing cold, Um, but also sort of uh, your body temperature goes up and down during the day and that actually affects how awake or how tired you can be. Um, And then during the night as well, your body temperature fluctuates and that sort of can move you from a deep sleep into a lighter sleep and so it goes. Um, And so wearing fabric that actually sort of helps to keep your body temperature even is super important and can be a real game changer if this is something that you struggle with um, when you sleep. So I picked up on that little tidbit and absolutely ran with it and I thought this was really interesting and totally bizarre that there weren't many sleepwear brands out there actually speaking to that need and creating more of a functional product. And at the end of the day, I decided, cool, well, this is, this is the, the product that I want to create and this is the gap in the market that I want to fill. So um, I did further research into the different fabrics that could actually uh, work 
and, and sort of appeal to to those issues. And I found that bamboo is actually the very best fabric when it comes to that. It's got great temperature regulating properties. It's moisture wicking. Um, but then it's got a whole lot of other hugely beneficial properties as well. So it's vegan, it's organic, it's um, you know antibacterial, it's very kind to skin and, and all the rest. So um, long story short, finally ended up with this um, sort of product that I found was hugely functional and could actually tackle some of the issues that I had with sleep. Um, and I, that's, that's a whole big reason behind um, the why, I suppose, as well, is um, helping people to sleep better at night. And I wanted to tackle that, A, through the actual product, but then also through the content that I create and that I share on social media, um, on the newsletters, on the website and all of that. And so um, it's sort of a two-pronged approach and it's something that keeps driving um, what I do every day. Mm. So if I had to sum it all up, it would be helping folks to sleep better at night. Yeah. And like sleep is so, so important. I mean, for 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 myself the past two weeks, I have not I haven't been able to sleep well at all. And then when you don't have a good oh. night's sleep, it just has it just rolls on like for, for the whole day and it, you know, it takes ages to uh to uh uh catch up on any sleep so um i'd be really curious to find out like what are the some of the things that that you learned um when you were uh when you were studying sleep obviously you you, you learned about the um the body temperature but i was wondering some of some of um the other things that you learned about sleep mm, so many interesting things and actually i've learned so much now that i've actually um written a little sleep ebook um, and it covers everything from why it's important to sleep, why it's important um, to sort of set yourself up throughout the day to be able to sleep well at night. So it doesn't just stem from your bedtime routine, for example, literally how you start your day, um, how you eat, when you stop drinking caffeine. Um, to your exposure to light devices, how stressed you were during that day, everything can impact how well you sleep that night. So it covers all of that. Um, there's also um, a whole lot on, you know, breathing exercises and yoga poses that that help you to sleep better. Um, as I said, you know, what what to eat um, and what mm. not to eat, da da da, da all of that. Um, so I've actually put that together and that's something that gets sent out to every customer of my time. Um, so if you, and also anyone who signs up to the newsletter, so it's super easy to get your hands on it. It's really interesting. But um, yeah, oh my gosh, I've learned so much, honestly. And mm. I think that as I've said here, you know, I've learned about the cons of not getting a good night's sleep and also how insanely beneficial it is for every single part of our body and mental well-being and relation re relationships and all the rest it honestly is just a game changer um Absolutely. our energy levels our uh, digestion our memory um everything mm. <laughs> don't get me started so, so um, if we think, if we if we if we um don't sleep well what 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 happens to to us then to our mind to our body if we're not sleeping well what are the what are the what are the uh what are the side effects of poor sleep uh, well um 
it can affect a whole, I mean, it affects every part of your body, basically. But I would say some of the most important sort of um, immediate effects are on your cognitive and behavioral um, uh, sort of activities. So one of the most important and scariest um, findings that I've picked up on is that your um, reflexes and your decision-making abilities and your, um, you know, your sort of how how long your, um, uh, what do you call it, like your leaders in terms of like how quickly you will snap if you get mad or irritated or hungry or anything like that um, is massively affected literally from like one day to the next. Um, and they say that if you, if you get to work and you are fairly sleep deprived from a night of bad sleep, it is basically like rocking up to, to work completely drunk <laughs> mm. so it's the same level of like um yeah sort of cognitive behavioral function that that is affected in that way um but then also you will probably be much hungrier and you would mm. want to eat all the unhealthy foods um so that's that's definitely not ideal um, I think there's also some really interesting um, findings that have come out on the link between sleep and loneliness um, and how mm. it's, it's a bit of a vicious cycle because if you, if you are sleep deprived, you like naturally want to sort of pull away from society and you don't feel like you don't have the energy pretty much to interact with people. So you become more lonely. <laughs> and mm. then you will become more sleep deprived but also when you are more lonely um you your like physiology almost like emanates um some sort of a vibe um it's not uh, i don't know what the actual scientific term is but it like repels people and they don't necessarily want to hang out with you and that also again makes you more lonely Da, 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 and and the cycle mm. continues. So it yeah, it's it's really fascinating yeah, to see how it's incredible. How it every part of your yeah. And I think mm. that we all take it for granted. <laughs> actually. Yeah, totally. And I think what what you said about um because normally I think okay to 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 sleep well, I would think okay you need to have a good routine to have um a uh, uh, before bed but the fact that you said actually it's something that takes place there is something that you need to be um, you need to do throughout the whole day actually to have a good night's sleep so mm -hmm. would you be able to maybe share something like how would like an ideal day be to have the best night's sleep yeah I think there's little things that you can do the, the biggest would be to just make sure that your um, sort of <sighs> your circadian rhythm is set up properly so um routine is the most important thing um so if you maybe slept in that morning because potentially you went to bed later and you wanted to make sure you still got your eight hours or whatever it is so you pushed your body clock on that might very well stuff up your um your circadian rhythm or your body clock because now everything has sort of been moved on a little bit and it's almost like a bit of a jet lag situation. Um, in terms of the circadian rhythm, making sure that you 
um, you know, wake up with the sunlight, for example. So get that exposure to sunlight in the beginning so that you can just, you know, you wake up your body at the right time. But then also when it, you know, becomes closer to bedtime to start turning down the lights, making sure that your home is as dark as possible so that it can, you know, uh, give signals to your body to start um, secreting melatonin so that you can start becoming more sleepy. Um, and then I think the other thing is probably just the the drinking and the eating. So making sure that you don't eat too close to your bedtime and not too heavy meals so that your body's not digesting food instead of getting ready for bed. Um, and then also the caffeine thing, because caffeine actually has a really long half-life that we don't really think about sometimes. Mm-hmm. And some of us are more sensitive to caffeine's half-life than others. Some of us can just, you know, knock back an espresso before bed and and pass out. And that's great. I wish I was you. But uh, very very many of us are actually quite um, affected by it. And it does mean that the half-life might be six to eight hours still after you have actually consumed your caffeine, which means that, you know, if you have a a 4 p.m., cup of coffee and sort of six to eight hours later you still you know <laughs> buzzing underground because of this caffeine that's still in your system then it's, mm. it's going to keep you up so um you know that's another thing to try and keep to sort of earlier on in the day mm, yeah Little yeah for sure like yeah yeah there's so many things there and just tell me a little bit about how was it for um you then whenever you were um having uh, struggles with sleep like how did that um how did that uh, per, uh present itself um for you in your life what what kind of what what were the challenges that you were going through that made you really realize okay I need to do something about this mm. so for me uh the biggest issue was with my mind and not being able to switch it off I think I'm one of those typical multitasking females whose brain is just like a hamster wheel that keeps on spinning um and I really struggled to stop thinking about the to-do lists and you know sort of creating scenarios in my mind for what needs to happen the next day or whatever the case may be so what I've really felt um worked for me is a to have a a diary or a notebook next to my bed so I can just scribble and I literally just lie there in the dark most nights and I just like write things down and hope that I'm going to be able to read my writing the next day um but you know write down things that come to mind that I need to do and that is so helpful to sort of off the mind onto the page done I don't need to think about it and then also to to have a proper wind down routine so not to have anything stimulating before bed like no screens nothing um and I just I can just like take a a good hour to calm down and especially also reading I find helps with that where you just sort of you know you're in someone else's world you're not thinking about your own and you sort of like read a few pages before bed and then it um it helps Mm. to distract me Mm, yeah fantastic and now um I'd like to ask you a bit about your journey as an um um as an entrepreneur and like how how was that um so how was that uh did you work full-time uh beforehand or was it kind of like you you like worked while you you uh you you started your company or was it you just kind of went 
you went for it all you went you went all in I I went all in but it was sort of uh, external circumstances I suppose that led to that and mm-hmm. um, so I have always been in brand management and marketing and I worked at bigger FMCGs at the start of my career and then sort of went into smaller and smaller companies as the years went by and um when I was working at the smaller companies and the startups, I always found it really exciting and, and interesting to be involved in some of the grassroots, um, you know, ideation and creation and, um, you know, working on developing products from, from the get-go and um, being able to sort of grow that in terms of marketing exposure as well. So loved that, and that sort of I think planted the seed in terms of my um, hunger for wanting to work in small business. Then uh, when we moved to London, I worked at another small little soft drinks company as brand manager there, and they sort of went belly up overnight. Huge mismanagement of funds by these two Italian guys um, that I worked for. And they called us all in the one day and they were like, sorry, we can't pay you at the end of the month. So, um, yeah, bye. (laughs) And um, I just actually thought, okay, well, that's that's a good opportunity for me to just try it before I go back into corporate again. And it, um, yeah, I think it was also just good timing that I sort of had this idea already that I was hatching on the side and then this opportunity presented itself. So I pretty much went into... I would say um, almost like a self, self-created self MBA program in terms of just like crash courses and absolutely everything to do with setting up a business. And then, um, yeah, I just went for it. Um, I was still doing a bit of, you know, consulting on the side and working with other companies here and there um, as sort of a freelance and then also doing food reviews um, quite regularly. Um, so, you know, I did have a few fingers in different pies, but Nightire was always like the main focus and, and now it, it definitely is hundred percent taking up all of my time. <laughs> mm, that sounds really, really great. Yeah. Especially like sometimes when these things like, um, when you, uh, what, what, like what happened with, 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 um, with, uh, your job, like, it seems like it was a, a bad thing, but actually it gave you the chance to do what you really want to do. So I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I mm. want to ask you, so if, if there's a, 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 a person right now who maybe wants to start their own company, what would you advise them from, from, from the experience that you've had from like, you know, I, that very, very yeah. start, that very starting bit? Oh gosh, I would say just, just start. I am, um, I've spoken to so many small business uh, founders and and wannabe entrepreneurs who you know have great ideas and they're so keen but they just they just find it so overwhelming to climb that mountain that is you know um actually needing to think of all the all the logistical things but also all the sort of creation of everything from the brand to the product to whatever it is um and I would say just just get into it. Realize it's going to be tough because if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. But if if it, I think if the why is strong enough, if the driving force is there, if you're so passionate about it that you're like, 
I can't, like, I can't not do this, you know, it's actually going to kill me. Then, then just get going. Um, don't, don't be uh, put off by uh, funding or not having a big fancy business plan or anything like that. Just start small, just start, you know, doing research, just start talking to people, just do like a little prototype and, and suss it out and take it to the market and see what happens. Um, I think we sometimes such perfectionists as well, where we want everything to be perfect from the get go. But that's the beauty of being a small business is that you can just, you know, it's not like you exposing this thing to like millions of people. And if it, if it fails or if it's not right and you need to tweak it again, then like, half the world is going to be disappointed it's you know it's fine that's why we we start small and and you can just go with it um so yeah that's probably what Mm. I would say no yeah that sounds fantastic great and what have been some of the like the main uh uh the main uh challenges that 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 you faced um so many, so many, but <laughs> I would say the main one is definitely in the supplier category. So finding the right supplier, someone who you can hold hands with and trust that they are creating a product that you can put your name on and that you can be super proud of and that they are executing your vision because, you know, at the end of the day, it it is a big part of a product-based business is to make sure that the actual product is being made with as much love as you put into designing it and and all of that um I don't have a fashion background so I sort of taught myself everything about pattern design the printing the fabric composition which is I mean the night eye fabric is made up from scratch the specific warp and weft density that that I require. Wow, um, that's amazing. So I, yeah, so I really needed to learn all of that, the different stitching. Um, you know, I didn't even know that you can get, you know, like different strength threads and all of that stuff. Like it was just a total um, sort of black hole of <laughs> knowledge that I had to plow into. Um, I do think that I'm a lot more confident in it now, but in the beginning, it's yeah, was mm. Greek. <laughs> mm, that's 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 really really amazing. Um, and can you tell me about like uh, uh, how did you know which which um, which uh, fabric to to choose? Like, how did you know which one was was the right one? Like, how did you do the research for that? Uh, well, I knew I knew from sort of just working with bamboo or sort of having being exposed to bamboo products previously and having gone to lots of different trade fairs where I spent hours and hours and hours trawling the different uh, stands and touching and feeling every kind of fabric and speaking to owners of the different fabric houses about all the different kinds of options that were out there. I I knew bamboo was going to be the one, but in terms of um, actually finding the the specific thickness, that was just total trial and error, Um, getting a whole lot of samples and and just trying it out, making it into actual PJs, wearing it, asking friends to touch and feel it, um, 
yeah, and just sort of stress testing it, I suppose. Mm. Wow, fantastic. And then so when you actually um, had the, um, the uh, uh, when, when you had the uh, product, when it, were, it was all done, um, can you tell me a bit about what was the, um, what was the launch process like? How did you get the, the, um, the word out into the world that, that, that your product was ready? Yeah, so for me, it's always been a soft launch. I haven't actually done a massive event. I haven't necessarily uh, sent out product to influencers or journalists en masse. It's always sort of just been, I've been a lot more selective, I think, with who I contact and who I send product to even. Um, Due to budget constraints and all of that, I've just had to be really creative with it and also just to try and make sure that it lands in the right hands because I think, and I didn't do, do it right in the beginning and now I'm only learning to to do that, but to just make sure that you are not just speaking to um, either a journalist or an influencer blogger, whatever the case may be, who maybe has a lot of followers or has big exposure, but it's not really the kind that you want or that's going to lead to to sales um so yeah so I think you know it's always been a slow burn with Nightire um just because I've in the beginning I, I wanted the marketing to be organic I wanted to sort of see what works what doesn't work before I throw money behind it and now I just feel like it's it's still it's still great to do it organically I still get so much pleasure out of you know people just sort of finding out about it through recommendations but then also you know um I guess using platforms that that don't require a whole lot of um cash to be spent on it um where the product can just be for itself Mm. so yeah it wasn't it wasn't a massive bang but um slowly but surely been been working on it Mm, fantastic and um can can you tell me a bit about um the uh uh the uh the feedback that you received from uh customers like how has that been um uh, enjoyed the product and what was their experience been absolutely um I mean I can't speak for every customer but uh, I definitely do think that it is quite a game-changing product in terms of the feel of the fabric which is insanely insanely soft so I think that's the first thing that people uh, feed back on and um, also the fact that it's bamboo which most folks are like what how is this even made into like the softest fabric ever it's bizarre um, but then I do actually I sometimes get emails calls from people going honestly it's just been it's just like changed my sleep forever um, because it really does regulate your body temperature. <laughs> mm. So it really, really is a functional thing. Um, and I think that the repurchase rate for Nasai, which is really, really high, um, speaks to that, you know, where they're so happy with it. They're going to come back for another set, a different style, a different print. They're going to gift it to, to friends and family. Um, yeah, I think that that definitely shows that um, mm. that it's it's beneficial. Mm, that's brilliant. So how how um, does it feel then when you you know when you uh, think back to just when you had this 
whenever you just had a a uh, a struggle with sleep but now your own uh, your own product is is actually uh is uh helping people sleep now how does it feel to kind of see all that come full circle yeah it's amazing i mean that definitely was the objective behind it i suppose and i'm not going to lie because the the brand has kept me up many nights and led to many many sleepless nights you know how it is um having to yeah run your own little business and everything just feels like the end of the world but um i think i think it's wonderful and again that sort of speaks to the why you know um and and that's what what keeps driving me to hopefully get more people to give me a call to say it's changed my sleep it's amazing fantastic and what's your dream for this uh company then like how do you want to take it forward i would love to change people's sleep with a whole lot of different sleep related products um i'd love to expand into other categories of um sleepwear uh you know do more styles for men for kids do some bedding. Um, I have started working on some pre-sleep candles, which will hopefully launch before the end of the year. There's an opportunity for natural supplements. Um, you know, there's just so much. I think it's such an incredibly interesting market because, uh, yeah, there's, there's still so much to be discovered. You know, the research, I think, is so young when it comes to sleep and how to support it with different different products and services and uh, activities and whatever it is so yeah I think um you know sort of creating a, a destination where people can come to just support better sleep would be fantastic um of course to go fully global and um yeah just to reach more more corners of the world with the product would be the absolute mm. goal yeah and um so do you want to have any shops that are like in in uh in uh real life or is it all you want it all to be online that's such a tricky one i've always struggled with that since the very beginning whether to go into retail whether to do a combination of the two or just to do direct to consumer I still don't have the answer to that and I still think that there's definitely um, an opportunity there's space for for both um, and it's important often for people to be able to interact with the product especially when it's such a um, tactile thing um, to be able to do that in store but I think always the the main uh place to find my tire will be online um yeah that's that's where the world is going i suppose mm. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean yeah it is yeah everything now um is online <laughs> so how the mm. world is um yeah so when you look back on your um journey what are some of the main things that you have learned sort of being um uh being a uh, business um, owner like what are some of the main things that you've learned like uh, personally as well um, um, about yourself about uh, the um, business world uh, 
what are some of the main things that you've taken away so far? Hmm. I've learned, I think one of the big things has been to not take everything so personally, to try as hard as I can to separate work and life. And even though when it's your own business, it feels like it is your life. It's your baby. It's so much a part of my identity now. Literally, it feels like I don't know who I am <laughs> my tires sometimes. Um, it is it is still super important to to realize that it it is actually not not the end of the world um and it's yeah it's everything that happens is is not going to sort of make or break every day um so yeah just to just to sort of take take things uh day by day um to be persistent i think i too often give up on say uh you know journalists not responding to your mails or um yeah I think mostly you know people who don't necessarily get it from the beginning you're not going to be everything to everyone that's okay as well but to to be more persistent I find that so cringy sometimes but um I think that you know you got to just follow your pride and keep hammering at it because sometimes you know we're all busy we all get a lot of correspondence we all you know are bombarded with things daily so you know we just gotta gotta make sure that we can um sort of cut through the clutter um I would probably say those are some sort of some of my my biggest findings Mm. what are some of the uh uh strengths that you have found uh within yourself during this this process did you have like things that you maybe didn't think that 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 you could do that once you went through the process that you realized you actually were able to like was there any fear or anything like that that you had to overcome oh definitely um I always used to think that I wasn't great at firstly strategy because I I quite like small wins I quite like you know doing not necessarily as many things but you know just like getting little bitty things done on a daily basis and in the beginning I very much neglected and potentially then thought I wasn't good at um the sort of bigger picture thinking the longer term strategy part of building the business and now that I am spending more time on that and um, really sort of making sure that I'm driving things forward with with that kind of thinking and that kind of time that is set aside for it, um, I've realised that it is actually it is actually one of my strengths. Um, so so that's one of them. But then also the creative side of things. You know, I always thought that I'm you know a project manager and I'm quite logical and um yeah like to get stuff done and it's it's been wonderful to be able to channel my creativity as well into literally just doing everything so you know doing the websites doing the catalogs doing thank you postcards doing little booklets um anything that needs to be created I'm just doing it myself I often make the prints myself um Mm. you know so it's really also just a 
a, a great uh, balance of of having fun with it and being creative, but then also um, having that that logistical sort of side to it. Mm. Um, so that's something that I've I've learned with myself, and I'm, I'm quite happy about it. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I was gonna say. So, is it just you who 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 is who is doing everything? It wow. is indeed. Yes. That, so that's that's, that's incredible. You know, wear all the hats. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say because um, I think um, on one hand, because because you know it's you, then you know that you have full uh, uh, you have full uh, uh, control over it. You know exactly how it's going to be done. You know exactly what you want to do, how you want it to be done. Whereas when you have someone else, there's always the risk they might not do it how you want it, and then you have to you know. But then it means you've got so many things on your shoulders. So how was that for you, you know, um, to have all that on your shoulders? Do you ever feel like, oh, I wish I had someone else on board with me? Or are you kind of like, I like being in control of everything? Yeah, it's such a pros and cons list, that one here, because as you very rightly pointed out, it's wonderful that you can just be totally autonomous and decide to do something and then that's what you know don't need to check with anyone but uh, for sure I miss being able to I think especially to like spitball ideas and sort of just you know get someone else's perspective and my poor husband I, I drag him into little chats on night like basically every meal time um just just to get someone else to be a sounding board and I think it's, it's very interesting how different people look at things in such a different way. And especially, I think, you know, men and women, we often have such different approaches to to a problem. So I do miss that. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to bringing someone else on, but truly in the past three years that I've been working on this, I just haven't found anyone even close to that I would I would love to bring on board who sort of totally complements what, what I can bring to the table. Um, and then just in terms of, I think, you know, uh, getting someone in uh, permanently to to work for Nighty and not necessarily as a partner. Um, I've, I've had interns, I've had, I've had people who have, you know, helped me. And of course, if there's anything that I need uh, that I absolutely cannot do, I'm super happy to outsource that. For now, I am able to carry the the brunt of it and and I love as you say also you know that sort of sense of control where like you know it's going to get done and it's going to get done to your standards because you're the one doing it um and so until it's like absolutely not manageable and it's like affects my sleep (laughs) or sort of you know life in general then then of course we'll um Mm -hmm. look to expand the team Brilliant. Fantastic. Okay. Um, well, I just want to start to um, wrap up now as well. So there's like two main questions that I ask each guest um, at the end. The first one is, um, what have been the key um, practices that have helped you to, um, to um, overcome challenges and attain success? So what are the things that you've had to do consistently to get where you are? Two things I would say um, to sleep on it, literally. Yeah, of course. I, <laughs> honestly, and actually, this morning I I've got this little journal that I write in that on the on the left hand side of the page it's always got a little motivational saying on it. And this morning it has something in there about just 
sleeping on it is really a thing. Like there is almost no problem that can't be solved by just sort of letting it um, ruminate in your head while you snooze um, and everything will, will look better in the morning. And then just to keep going. So literally just shake it off, let it, uh, let it sort of roll off my back and just keep going. Um, just keep doing what I need to do. Um, if something, some part of the business feels like it's falling apart a little bit, you know, if there's like stock that's delayed and I will only get new product in a month's time and it's a total nightmare on that side, just, just try to keep focusing on something else. Um, you know, do the marketing for it. Um, you know, get, get people excited about the brand in general and the product that is still coming, try and, you know, change the narrative or whatever the case may be, but just, just keep pushing forward. Um, Absolutely. So, yeah, I would say just like keep the old head down and, and try and get a good keep in every night. <laughs> mm, absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic. And um, what do you value most and how do you put it into practice? When it comes to just like um, maybe whether you value maybe something like um, uh, compassion or you value like kindness or ah. um, courage, something like uh, kind of like a, 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 uh, a, a principle or a, a value or, or, uh, or quality, something like that. Mm. So you you already mentioned it, and I think kindness is definitely the thing that I value the most. Mm-hmm. I reckon that very few problems can't be solved with a little bit of kindness. Um, when you interact with someone, whether it is a customer, whether it is your supplier, um, to do this to do so with kindness will always I think get the best results from the situation Um, and people will go a long way much further to to help you if yeah if it is approached with with kindness Um, and I think that's so difficult to say because my gosh we can you know life can (laughs) feel very stressful and um it's natural to take that out on people in certain situations but yeah kindness never kills anybody so Mm, I love that absolutely brilliant so um if if people want to find out more about you and uh night tire what's uh what's uh, the best way to find you I am going to tell you now, sorry, I just quickly want to plug in my laptop. Give me one second. Yeah, no worries. No worries at all. <laughs> sorry about that. It is about to die and we do not want that. Um, should have that in as well. Okay, so you can find Nightire um, on the Nightire website page. So it literally is just N-I-G-H-T-I-R-E.com. I would say that's the easiest place to, to find out more and everything that's available. Um, Nighteye is also sold on a couple of different market cases. Sometimes we're in different pop-ups, um, specifically in London. But um, yeah, you know, Nighteye is the, the one-stop shop platform mm. for everything that you would like to find out about us. 
Fantastic. And are you on um, um, Instagram as well, if anyone wants to find you on social media? Indeed. And it's also just Nikaya is the handle. So it's nice and easy. Brilliant. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Nina. This was great. It was really great to find out about what what you've been doing. And I just think I think it's amazing how you've done all this um, by yourself. Like It's incredible. So that's really inspiring. Really thank inspiring. You. Thank so, you for your time. <laughs> um, thank you so much for um, uh, listening. Um, if you enjoy this podcast, uh, please subscribe. And if you think that Nina's journey could inspire someone, uh, please share it. And I'll catch you in the next episode. Mm-hmm.